What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Screencast here on Kind of Funny. I'm your host, Nick Scarpino, alongside the big dog, Kevin Coelho. Hey, man. And, nope. of course, no the movie bros herself, Joey Noel. Hello. What's going on, guys? How you feeling? I just got this iced coffee delivered to me, so I'm feeling great. Who delivered you an iced coffee, Joey, and why didn't I get one? Uh, Tim and Gia, because they were going to Starbucks already. No, oh, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we want to give a shout out to our Patreon producers, James Davis and Andrew Feisner. Uh, thank you guys so much for supporting our daily shows here on Kind of Funny. And if you guys are out there listening and going, wow, you guys are doing a bang up job so far. Where do I stuff my money? Well, you can stuff your money over in kindoffunny.com. Excuse me. Patreon.com slash kind of funny, uh, or you can back us at the $1 tier. It just gets you, gets you our undying love five dollars gets you the ability to write into the show and if you want to back us at the fan mail tier it gets you our patreon platinum tier exclusive uh item for this month which is the shirtless spider-man and shirtless miles morales prince um they will they will come straight to your mailbox so if your mom and dad open them up you better be willing to uh, have a good explanation as to why you're wasting your money on that stuff. But we love it very much, and we love your support. Uh, and we can't, uh, yeah, get out there and take a look at it. Also, if you guys just want to buy our merch, you can go over to kindoffunny.com slash store, where we got all sorts of cool stuff dropping soon, Joey. Slash more things dropping next week. But we also have, uh, we partnered with the American Cancer Society to um, work with them on their Real Men Wear Pink campaign for the month of October. So we have this new pink kind of funny shirt that's like fun and exciting. Um, 100% of the profits of that are going to uh, the American Cancer Society. So... That's a great cause. There it is. Uh, Of course, ladies and gentlemen, this episode of Screencast is brought to you by Manscaped Keeps and Bespoke Post. But we'll get to those a little bit later. I'm uh, kicking it off. Actually, let me start a timer here, guys, because we, sometimes we get to noodling and then we just it's like four hours later and people are like uh, talk about Tom Holland. Uh, so here we go. go. There, there it is go. right there. I got the shirt. On, uh, okay. Took a long time. There it is. Perfect. There it is. There we go. All right. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful shirt. Shirt. Of course, like all the all the proceeds go toward the American Cancer. Thank you. So there you go. Uh, it's nice. I like that. I like the brush script. Who did the design for that again, Joe? Uh, this is one Alex Van Aken. Hey, oh. there you go. It's uh, Alex Van Aken on Twitter. He's great. Cool. Well, check it out, guys. Go over to kindoffunny.com slash store. Check that out and all the rest of our merchandise. Uh, let's kick it off with some news today. I'm sure you guys saw this, but Tom Holland has graced us with the first shot of him as the young Nathan Drake in a small uh, a small role that I don't know if you guys have heard of or not. Have you have you guys uh, seen anything about this? Nathan Drake. I, yeah. I don't like this, but you know what I mean? Like, we all know this game. We all played it. You've played the start of this first one five, six times? I Yeah, I've played the really? start of Uncharted 1 three times. I've gotten through the plane level, and for some reason, my saves always get... I just lose them for some reason. I and so you. I've just I, never I feel like gone back and played something. You lose them. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is great though. That this looks like so hard good. to do. Uh, this yeah, story comes over. I mean, this would come in the cloud. You know. I know. I have gone back and looked for them multiple times because over the years I wanted to play them, and they just they're just not there. Uh, this story comes from well, it's everywhere, but I pulled it from The Verge. Uh, it's been over a decade since work began on a movie based on Naughty Dog's popular Uncharted games. In that time, the film has cycled through seven directors, five release dates, and a series <laughs> of scripts and actors. But a new picture from star Tom Holland 
who will be playing a younger version of the serious hero, Nathan Drake, in full costume as the character, gives the best evidence yet that the film is actually happening this time. Uh, the shot, of course, is not admit- is admittedly not much to go by, uh, just uh, still of Holland in Drake's cargo pants, Henley combo, and matching pistol holsters. But looking closely, uh, you can see the ring, which in the game's canon belongs to Nathan's maybe ancestor, Sir Francis Drake. I think this is pretty good proof the movie's happening. If if you're asking me, I mean that that set looks like somebody built that. So I think on yeah. some level, Sony is like we're we're gonna make this. But I think um, the author of this article is right to be a little skeptical because this thing has been stuck in development hell for since like the second game came out. So I think, uh, but it looks good. What do you guys think? I think it looks. So I guess my problem is. I think all of this looks great. I still think of Nathan Drake as so much older than Tom Holland. Yeah. So well, that's this is meant to be the, when, my when kind of younger, thing. Younger, right? Yeah. No, this... but I just can't get that out of my brain that he's mm. supposed to be older. Um, I also did really love the picture of uh, Nolan North on set. Oh, with, I didn't uh, see that. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Right. It's, I actually have it right here. Well, <laughs> well there you go. Yeah. Which is like, um, look how old Nolan is. Like, Nolan's way too old to play the part. You know what I mean? He's still yeah. great looking, though. Look no, at that hair he's got. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. That's a great look. But That's I'm a cool excited. picture. excited. It should be fun. You yeah. like uh, Indiana Jones, right? Yeah, of course. Does this remind you of the Raiders of the Lost Ark, the cross that he has in the beginning of it? Um. Yes, you mean not Raiders. You mean um. Is it not Last, Last Crusades? Crusade. Yep. Yep. I yeah. Like yeah. Last it does. Crusade. It's it's that kind of cool double cross yeah. thing that he's like it belongs in a museum, and the guy's like yeah. you lost today, kid, but don't take it too hard. And then he puts the hat on him, and then it's that cool match on action when he comes up with the hat. He's old Harrison oh, Ford. He can punch such a cool face. scene. And then I like that you asked Nick if he remembers this, and then he just lays out the entire <laughs> theme. Like, I mean, he's, he's got to prove that he does remember, or else we'll make fun of him for not remembering it. The, the, Indiana, the Indiana Jones movies are the, one of the best trilogy of movies, not counting number four, that's ever been made. And again, if you Isn't bring up number one, bad one too? what's that? Isn't there a fifth one that's bad, too? Uh, no, that hasn't Where's been that no, coming out soon. They have not made a fifth yeah. one yet. Yeah, four was the one where they fought uh giant ants and monkeys and um and that has shy russians yeah. and it had the buff in it yeah who by the way was not um bad in the movie he was not the worst part of that movie let's just put it that way um that's actually that sounded like a low-key slide against yeah. the buff you guys know i'm a huge buff supporter no that, so. that sounded slow like a like a low-key that sounded like a little harrison. burn right that's not an insult yeah. to him. i think he did I a great job trying to throw harrison on the bus no, wow. I'm just mostly throwing uh, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas under they, the bus for stop. trying to. They need to stop. Yeah, just just stop making those movies. And they're um, not please, going to. For the love of God, no, they're, they're not going to because because somebody brought in a cash uh, like a cow, a giant cow, and then when they started milking the udders, cash came out, and they were like, "Let's just keep this show rolling because mm-hmm. this sounds great." Shout out to Kate Blanchett though for doing her best Russian accent. Uh, she next, score. <laughs> she really did. She was like, I don't know what is happening today, but she had cool hair, and you know what? It's Kate Blanchett, so yeah. you can do whatever you want. She, she played pass. Hella for crying out loud. Uh, next news story, lates and gents. Uh, Jared Leto reprising his role as the Joker in the Snyder Cut. Whoa. <laughs> Man, this now, movie keeps getting more and more interesting. You know what I mean? So I can't worth, fucking wait. <laughs> it's worth noting that obviously they're in the middle of doing some reshoots funded by Warner Brothers. Um, this is this is such an interesting thing to me because as far as I know, and I did a little research on this, he was not originally supposed to be in the Snyder Cut. 
So presumably he's going to just have a cameo in here. Um, but the excuse me, in the original theatrical cut, he was not. I don't think he was supposed to be in it. So the fact that they're bringing him back in now, we're in that murky territory to me, where the the Snyder cut was supposed to be this thing that like was cemented and no one let come out and they just wanted they, they were supposed to give him just a little bit of money to finish it and then prove that his cut was better than a little bit of money but now they're giving him 30 million dollars he's doing a ton of reshoots and he's introducing new characters this is not the vision that was going to originally hit theaters this is a completely and totally different and that's what i'm saying is Wait, this I movie thought, needs but... an asterisk now this is an asterisk movie this wasn't is not this, his original vision wasn't he in the trailers like, isn't there in the trailers, didn't we see, uh, or was that a different movie with the Lambo? That's in Suicide Squad. He is, is in Suicide Squad. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and well, he was yeah, disappointed was... with, he was disappointed with how they used him in that. And he was disappointed with not being utilized in the Joker movie, uh, obviously with Joaquin Phoenix, although that went in sort of a different creative direction. But in this, they're bringing him back. I have to assume it's just a fun cameo of some sort. I have to assume he's not like. Yeah, but like, you don't crazy, think he'd but, still. but like, here's the thing. He's not going to go for just a fun cameo, right? That was his whole problem about Suicide Squad. He said that, like, they had shot basically another movie that they didn't use amount of footage, right? right? Um, um, so I kind of feel like this would be going against his original statements of, like, they didn't use any of the footage. Like, oh, well, now I'm going to come back and, and be a small part of this next movie. Lord only knows. I mean, it's it's turned into a four part saga, so maybe he'll just have a whole thirty minutes dedicated to him. Hours. Believe it, and 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 believe it, because if this comes out and it's not good, then it's going to destroy Greg Miller, and I'll reap all the benefits. That's is the there like, any is, chance that this is good? I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, I do. I think there's a chance that it'll be entertaining. I I really do. I don't think. I mean, I look. Entertaining is different than good. Yeah, but I mean, I looked at his other film to, to give it the benefit of the doubt because every time we start ripping on old Zack Snyder, people are like, "You guys don't. You guys are just haters. You're drinking the haterade." Sure, I've had my fair share of gallons of haterade over the years, and yes, it's true. I think hating things is funny, but I do think that he can make something interesting, and I do think that that he doesn't have to be constrained by the formats of a theatrically released film anymore. So I think we're going to get something that's completely bananas. But remember, also this is the person that gave us Man of Steel and Watchmen, which were two very decent movies. So I don't know, but I it, it can't be any worse than the Whedon version. It can just be different. But the only thing that might make it a little less palatable, Joey, to your earlier point, is that different for four hours starts to have take on its own meaning mm. where you just cannot you just can't after a certain point, like what reality am I living in right now? But hey, at least it'll have Jared Leto and he's I've... not bad on the old eye sockets. I mean, yeah, but as Joker, the Joker Jared he is. Leto. Hey, man, I, tattoos I, are cool, man. Some people like them. I, Give me 30 one, seconds from Mars, Jared Leto, you know? I, for one, am super excited about this. Like, good. Let them throw in as much as they want. Like, I I want them to recast Superman at some point. You know, not, I don't actually want that because I liked What's His Face. But, Henry like, Cowell. I'd Henry like Cowell. for some giant shit like that where they're like, oh, yeah, Grand Lan- Green Lantern's going to be in this one. It's like, good. You know what I mean? Do as much yeah. as you can. Utilize those four hours to the fullest of your abilities. I, I, my, why, why not? Right. This is, I mean, <laughs> if you told me this was going to be like normal times, where we had actual good movies coming out in theaters. I'd be like, we do not need this. Let's move forward. Let's look forward to Black Widow. Let's look forward to the next Spider Man. Let's look forward to all these movies that are coming out. But we have nothing. So, for the love of God, let's speed this up. So, I have something to talk about on that week's screencast. 
and we have something to watch Greg Miller wheeze laugh at himself when he as he's dressed as Superman and or Batman or maybe a two faced Superman Batman. We'll see if he's creative Ooh, or not. A two faced. That would be dope. Uh, next thing. No way, he's that talented. That would be amazing, though. I mean, it'd be hard to get the cowl to stay on, but it'd be cool if you could do it. We can make it happen. Joey, make it happen. Uh, next news story comes from uh, IGN.com. This is uh, this is some fun little news. Battlestar Galactica movie that's been in development for a while has finally found uh, sort of a Helmer in the form of X-Men's Simon Kinberg. Uh, he signed on to write and produce Universal's long gestating Battlestar Galactica movie, uh, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Kinberg, who has been uh, shepherding X-Men stories to the screen since 2006, The Last Stand, is on board to write a new script for the up-and-coming feature adaptation of uh, Battlestar Galactica sci-fi franchise. Kinberg is also set to produce the movie with Dylan Clark, who has uh, already been attached to the project for some time. Uh, quote, Battlestar Galactica is one of the holy grails in science fiction, and I couldn't be more excited about bringing something new to the franchise while honoring what's made uh, it's so iconic and enduring, Kinberg said in a statement. I'm so grateful that Dylan Clark and my partners at Universal have trusted me with this incredible universe. Man, Simon Kinberg is on a lot of, like, he's attached to a lot of projects that are that are like just in flux and weirdly. I, I was looking up, um, some, I was doing some research for our We Have Cool Friends uh, episode, the last episode that we did, and I, I found out that Simon, he's I guess attached to the, I think it's the Logan Logan's Run or Highlander remake that just Ooh. haven't happened yet. And I'm like, man, like this guy gets himself attached to everything. That's great, smart. How you guys feel about a? Where are you guys at with Battlestar Galactica? So I, uh, I recently started. Well, not recently. I guess now a little while ago. I was watching the the remake series. You know, the sci-fi. The series. one, the Ronald, the Ronald Moore series. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, or the uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, I don't know. I said yeah. yeah it was without actually, okay, but uh, yeah. it uh, it's real good. I got like maybe halfway through the show and then life got in the way, but I was really enjoying it. Uh, I, now that being said, I feel like this is one of those things like the Nathan Drake or Uncharted movie, like where it's like it's fine in its own medium. Like, why would this be a movie? Is this like a standalone movie or again, bring in the cow, milk Just... it, get the cash out of it, get the cash out of it, everyone. Joey, milk the, the cow. cow. Joey, milk the cow. Yeah. Joey no, I'm not milking. Joey cow. Come on, it's got three layers of butters, but you're good. Um, I think. I mean, honestly, that, that that's that's a question I have too. If you if you haven't seen Battlestar the original series, or actually not the original series, excuse me, the the re envisioned series by Ronald Moore was phenomenal. I tried to get D to watch it a while back. It is a little slower by today's standards, uh, but if you could get into it, it's it, it evolves in a really unique and really really cool way. Um, obviously, Ronald Moore was one of the guys that brought us, I believe, Star Trek: The Next Generation, and so. Um, if you're into that sort of like really cerebral kind of sci-fi battle stars for you. Also, it's Edward James almost who is, um, you know, he's one of our photoshops from KFAF. So if you guys like that episode, definitely go check out Battlestar Galactica. It's right. nothing Those like are that. Somehow connected. It's definitely <laughs> not similar at all to us just making fun of Edward in a giving paying honor. I should say to Edward James almost in a great light. Um, cool. 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 Let's move on. Kevin, this is a new story you put on here. Uh, I didn't see this, but I did. But I saw it on Slack, so now I'm talking about it. Uh, there's a, a trend right now with a lot of movies that were supposed to come out in theaters being bought by major studios, predominantly Amazon Prime and Netflix, are just trying to buy every single franchise they possibly can at this point because, again, cow, 
cash. This is an opportunity for them to really cement themselves as huge, huge, huge forces in the entertainment industry. Uh, part of the big, the new big six, apparently, is what they're calling them, uh, alongside Disney mm-hmm. and a few others. Uh, Paramount Pictures is reportedly selling the movie uh, Coming to America 2 to Amazon Studios uh, in a deal worth roughly $125 million. This comes from Slash Film. Uh, learn the details of Coming to America 2 below. Okay, excuse me. Uh, Fandango's Eric Davis says the new movie will arrive on Amazon Prime video streaming platforms uh, on December 18th, 2020. That's a few days earlier than Paramount's plan to release it on Christmas Day. There's a chance it, uh, its new owner at Amazon decided to put the sequel in theaters for a limited run before the December 18th roll out, rolls around. Uh, that's probably not likely, though, depending on we're so close to it. I can't imagine they're going to put a ton of marketing dollars behind an Eddie Murphy vehicle like that. I'm sure. If they got it, they're just, we're just going to get coming to America too on Christmas, everyone. Happy Christmas. I, for one, am extremely excited. I, I, I am as well. I'm disappointed in, in the regards of I want to see Eddie Murphy return to form. And Eddie Murphy, for, for those of you guys who, who don't really recall his original run in the 80s and early 90s, was just a powerhouse in comedy. Magical. And it was amazing. He made great films. And then he kind of decided to go in a different direction with his career as far as making films that were a little bit more family friendly. Yeah, and he made it. Again, Haunted Mansion. Cow, just, you know what I mean? Haunted Mansion was very late. Yeah, there's a lot of cows getting milked, you know what I mean? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. He did, obviously, Shrek was huge for him. He did um, the, not the Norbits? No, Nutty Professors. Norbit was a movie, though. Dr. Doolittle. He did Dr. Doolittle. He did all those movies, uh, and they did very well for him. But recently, he's been uh, hinting at the idea of returning to stand-up, and I think a a slightly more uh, risque and edgy version of himself from earlier, and obviously coming to America. Two, uh, which was a John Landis movie back in the day, was one of was the pinnacle, I think, of of his sort of like lighthearted, silly comedy that still had a little bit of an edge to it, and still wasn't afraid to kind of go there, quote unquote. And obviously, he did that with his with his buddy Arsenio Hall. So having this movie come out, I don't know, let's say three decades later, um, <laughs> the streaming platforms is a little disappointing to me because I'd like to see him get a big push again. But that's also because I'm becoming more and more aware of my own mortality as the days go on. I feel like it, you know, the whole like twenty plus year sequel is a really big thing right now, and I'm all about it. It's yeah. you know, a it's a terrible. It's a yeah. It's terrible. You don't like it? I think it's a terrible idea. Uh, have you seen Doctor Sleep? Because that was pretty good. Doctor Sleep was, was good. Yeah, but Doctor Sleep was a a sequel <clears throat> not utilizing any of the original you characters. You don't know what you're talking about. And, uh, you know what I mean? That's totally fine. You don't um, know what you're talking about. And it was a good movie, but it wasn't like it's not like they decided to make it chapter one and then thirty years later recast it or just bring back the original. Actually, that would work in this regard. <laughs> if they decided to do that as a poor uh, example. So you know, it's closer they, to Bill and Ted and Top Gun Maverick. This is very close to Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted, Top Gun Maverick will be No, good. but, but Dr. Sleep has a scene where they bring back the characters from the first movie. They're recasted. Not the same actors, though. No, yeah, yeah they're they recasted. And I, like, right. but they're this like is a different example. Inspired. Eddie Murphy is literally going to be Eddie Murphy in this movie, but yeah. he'll be probably in his 60s at this point, and he won't be nearly as spry as he was in his late 20s or late early 30s when he made coming to america it's just to me and i don't i don't have a terminology for it but you it's hard to put it's hard to put it in context of when these characters come back i guess a good example would be watch beverly hills cop one and then watch beverly hills cop three so beverly hills cop one and two are fun eddie murphy vehicles where eddie murphy just it shines on screen as the sort of sarcastic 
fun, good-natured cop that is a fish out of water mm-hmm. story. With three, you yeah. get Eddie Murphy, the massive star, who no longer is in touch with that character. They just don't nail the characters. This was one of my this is one of my uh, griefs with uh, writing and plot aside. When Mark Hamill came back for uh, for Luke Skywalker, he just didn't feel like Luke Skywalker anymore because he'd done so many projects. Like like being the Joker, like being all those other characters, that it's difficult for him, I think, to step back into that character and evolve it, as opposed to just kind of being Mark Hamill as Mark Hamill in the role. Didn't he and so also, a lot of these characters? What's up? I was going to say, didn't he also complain that the direction very much took him in a place that was like, I don't feel like this is the same character. Well, that was the. I think that was the overall direction yeah. of like where the story was going. I'm just saying, when you see him for the first time, it's difficult for these actors to be where they were even with ghostbusters 2 you kind of look and the ghostbusters themselves are caricatures of who they used to be and that movie was only done those movies were only a few years apart so i i get a little bit worried when i see these because i feel like for a lot of people coming to america 2 might be the first time you see coming to america and then you go oh, i'm not gonna watch the first one well the first one is a classic well, don't do that though right that's that like i know you gotta watch. but are I people mean, really gonna watch the second one and not the first one tim watched i think I think he did Cobra Kai first, right? And then no, went back and watched Karate Kid. Oh, he did he all watched, again. Yeah. yeah. Which well, I, I, I mean, I'm, my, my worry would be that people would click on it and be like, I don't I don't understand this. I don't get it. And then they just, they're just they not wanting to watch the first one. Or if they watch the first one, this one's going to be pale in comparison because it's going to be made sort of on a fraction of a budget with God. actors that are just different. Now. I think that's probably a better change yeah. happening of that. Especially, yeah. I think if you watch them not one right after the other, it's not going to be as apparent. But if you watch them back to back, then it's like, oh, this is, did not hold up. Which is, I think, kind of what happened with the uh, with Bill and Ted when we watched. Well, I watched them all. Cause really? Because I, yeah. I feel like the f- Bill and Ted one was not very I did good. Not, like, no, but then like you see them all and then it's like it didn't feel very cohesive. As yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about, right? right you watch right. Bill and Ted one, you watch Bill and Ted two, and those movies feel like they go together, right? There's a natural mm-hmm. evolution there. One sort of like an '80s movie, one sort of like a little early '90s movie, and tonally they're a little bit different because that was what the director wanted to take them in a slightly darker tone for the second one. But Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter are the same characters in both movies, yeah. with mm-hmm. a slight evolution. You flash forward 40 years, and this is again no disrespect to the tour de force that is Keanu Reeves. But I just okay. don't, he just doesn't have the same energy that he had when he was 21 years old. It's not possible. Yeah. And so those characters can't they just don't exist in the same light. And it's it's kind of unfortunate. But I think with Bill and Ted's, they kind of managed to find the heart of the story regardless. And if you're a Bill and Ted fan, hey, you know, you probably enjoyed the movie. I certainly did. Do we need a fourth one? No, we're not going to get a fourth one. They're done, right? God, I hope so. I hope. Uh, I hope. I want John to John Wick. I feel like. I feel like part of the problem with that, with having the sequel so many years later, is that a lot of times what they do in like with like Bill and Ted this is what they did, where they like have to have them fail, and like then it's like shoots them. So now it's, we're seeing them twenty or thirty years later, but like they're kind of losers, you know? Yeah. And it's just mm-hmm. like that is <clears throat> goes against what the first two movies set up, you know. Yeah, and well, I that's it's like interesting that's, because yeah. if, you, if you go back and watch the first couple of movies, they're just they're just dudes, man. They're just I mean, good dudes, but they're like idiots. Each other. They're so dumb. They don't know they're how to idiots. play instruments in the first one, and they're kind of losers. But but they don't know how to play instruments no one, in the second one either. But no one outside of their world, like their dad, his dad is kind of an asshole to them because he wants him to get his, his son to get it. But everyone else just is like, oh, it's Bill and Ted. They don't really like. 
they don't you know what i mean they're just good natured dudes and then there's the the, positive the the stepmom joke which is just hilarious the third one yeah. why not god bless them um continue along the lines of this story uh there's a rumor out there guys and I'm, i don't know how i feel about this there's a rumor out there based on some stuff that mgm has done lately mgm had a, had a big conference and said hey we'd be open to having people buy out our catalog and so uh, evidently Apple TV being the front runner and potentially Netflix has said, hey, we'd love to buy your catalog. Of course, MGM has a catalog uh, of Rocky, Robocop and the James Bond series. Uh, so there's stipulation. There's there's rumors out there that people are saying, what if they bought that? And of course, the, the buying the James Bond series would include No Time to Die, which has yet to be released uh, and then followed along the lines of coming to America. And they just said, screw it. We'll do like maybe a limited release or just say just put it out in december for christmas I'd, it would be the first time a bond movie wasn't theatrically released i cannot get i can't i can't think even think along these terms right now i would be so excited i like just do it i'm so tired of not going to the movies but i also <laughs> don't want to go to the movies because it's just like i was talking to my sister about it because apparently movie theaters are opening up here again and she was like oh, i was gonna go with mom and I was like, I don't know. Just being in that like sort of space with a bunch of people that could be coughing and stuff, that doesn't sound like a great idea. And she's like, yeah. Plus, you know, I'm probably not going to be wearing my mask so much because I'm eating popcorn. It's like, what? Well, yeah, you got to eat the popcorn. That's... You can't expect me to walk into a movie oh. theater and not eat Kevin's popcorn. Oh, Lord. I like to eat other people's popcorn. You guys I'm know this well about aware. me. I don't get yeah. my own popcorn. I like to reach over and just grab a, grab a, grab a handful of someone else's popcorn. That's I what like, I like to do. I like and it. honestly, it's really sad that you've been robbed of this for six months. Mm. There's two things that I've been robbed of for six months. One, just eating other people's popcorns. And two, completely fucking with Andy the entire time. Where I just give him more and more snacks. And he at first is like, I like it. But then eventually he's like, please stop. Please Do you stop not miss giving Why do I Joey? have seven things of mini Snickers? Do you not miss giving Joey shit about um, what uh, movie theater the she screen. picked? Yeah. I, I, do, I don't. I, I do. hope we never go back to movie theaters for solely Stop. that reason. Oh, Joey, don't say that. You, so much more How of the time we spent. Do you movie- promise not to make fun of what movie theater I pick because I have absolutely no idea what movie is going to be in what theater configuration? Right, well, I will gladly take that back. Joey, I feel I, like with the amount of time we've been going to theaters, we now know what movie theater is what. If like we're like, oh, hey, the you know, I will. I will like to say. That it was a theater that we don't go to very often. It was the Century XD downtown. If yeah, it was uh, AMC, then I would have known. We'd How am I supposed to know this other weird movie theater that we it never go to? It was also before Movie Pass or Slash A List. You know, just as a general rule, ladies and gentlemen, if you're booking tickets through the app on your phone and you see there's only four seats and it looks like it's someone's living room, it probably is. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. And tell you guys <laughs> so about dumb. our sponsors. The first of which is manscaped 2020 is nuts but that doesn't mean you should disregard your beautiful nuts manscaped is on a mission to take care of your twins with their below the waist grooming and hygiene products and they just released their product in the uk canada and australia listen we're all hairy mongrels here i certainly am i'm an italian man i got a manscape and it's i just i I respect any product that makes it easier because look at this beard look at it now imagine that on my back. That's what I deal with on a daily basis. And it just goes all the way down to my tippy toes. So uh, they, Manscaped, just released the Crop Care Kit, which 
is a formulation uh, bundle to give you A plus balls and is the ultimate male hygiene hack. The crop care kit includes the crop preserver ball deodorant. The name speaks for itself. The crop reviver ball toner, a spray on toner that will give your balls a little slice of heaven with their aloe vera and hazel extracts. Uh, the crop cleanser, which is a body wash, a full body wash that you can also use on your hair. Uh, the crop mop ball wipes. You never know when an opportunity strikes you, so you always should be prepared. We also got the Foot Duster uh, Foot Deodorant, which is a free gift designed to keep the stinkiest feet smelling fresh, and the Lawnmower 3.0 uh, Trimmer, which offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents. And I'll tell you what, if you've ne- if you've groomed if you've nicked yourself down there before. You'll never forget that pain. It'll just be locked right here in your brain, right there. Uh, it's the best. Uh, let's see. The waterproof technology also allows you to groom in the shower for up to 90 minutes. It's the best trimmer your butt, balls, and body have ever seen. Uh, these formula, uh, excuse me, formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you know your manhood is in good hands. You're probably playing with your balls right now. <laughs> Jesus, they really, they went all out on this one, and I love it. So you might as well invest in the Crop Care Kit to make it elite. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code MORNING. Uh, Again, that's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code MORNING. If you care for those beautiful balls of yours, all you have to do is go to their site, hit a few buttons on your phone, and you will change your life forever. Uh, Again, 20% 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com with the code morning. Uh, add some swag to your shaggy bag. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next up, ladies and gentlemen, we got keep speaking about doing something really good for yourself. Uh, as guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair from how it feels after getting a fresh cut to the way it's perfectly styled before going out. That's why when you get in your twenties and thirties and start noticing the first signs of hair loss, it definitely feels like panic time because let's face it. No guy is ever ready to go bald. Thankfully, now there's keeps the simple and easy way to keep your hair i experienced just this when i was in my mid-20s and it is a terrifying and really really anxiety inducing feeling and i'm glad that keeps is around uh to help you through it because i wish i had that when i was in my 20s back in the day uh, i did not and it made it made finding a solution to this issue a lot more a lot harder did you know two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have uh, hair left. You uh, get treated from home you used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Now, uh, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online and get hair loss med- uh, medication delivered right to your home. They make it easy and deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to pharmacy checkout lines and awkward doctor visits. Uh, Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but probably never for this price. Uh, Listen up, everyone. Prevention is key. Keeps uh, treatments typically take between four to six months to see results. So it's important to act fast. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you'll save. Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors and more than 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. Keeps Treatments start at just ten dollars per month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month for free. Uh, let's see here. Uh, here we go. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com/morning to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's k-e-e-p-s dot com slash morning. Keeps.com slash morning uh, to receive your first month of treatment for free. Okay, 
Uh, lastly, ladies and gentlemen, we got Bespoke Post. This fall, you, as you get back into the swing of things, Bespoke Post has brand new seasonal boxes, box of awesome collections for guys, uh, guaranteed to upgrade your life. Uh, Joey, Kevin, you two have been using, uh, you guys have gotten some stuff on Bespoke Post. Uh, what have you guys been getting? I got uh, the Hue like <clears throat> light package, which came with two Hue lights, and it was dope because I need as many Hue lights as possible. I love it. Of course. I also got that, and I got one for my dad, and he's very excited. They're moving into a new house. They're setting it. They're automating everything. And then I got this cool little overnight bag. Oh, that's super fun. Joey, uh, just I just looking online right now. I use my overnight bag for uh, bringing my tools up from the garage, and I really mm-hmm. like it. It's really cool. Whether it's gear to upgrade your autumn craft beers or cozy threads for when the temperature dips, Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered from style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear. Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. Uh, right now, I'm excited for this over easy collection they have, which is basically just an excuse to eat some pancakes. And it looks really, really, really good. To get started, take a quiz uh, at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them uh pick the right box of awesome for you they release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories it's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel anytime each box costs only 45 bucks but has over 70 dollars worth of gear inside get 20 percent off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code morning at checkout that's boxofawesome.com with the code morning for 20 percent off your first box all right Back to the show. Back to the show. Hey, Joey, what you been watching? <laughs> so it was funny that you brought up uh, Battlestar Galactica because this week I've been watching The Vow on uh, HBO Max. Okay. And they talk about, do you know about The Vow? No. It's the documentary that's about the Nexium, like multi-level marketing oh, cult, sex cult, sex Alex cult. and Mac thing. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. That was the and, actress from Smallville. She everyone yes, was like, "Oh, Allison I remember when that Mac. news broke. I was like, "Oh no, she got caught up in a sex cult." And then it was like, "No, no, no, she's like running that game." She was it's like, like real bad. It's scary. I'm still only like halfway through. It's like really long. It does not need to be yeah. have like eight or ten episodes or episodes. At heard. all. Um, but it has like a bunch. Obviously, there were a bunch of Hollywood people that were involved in that, and I didn't know Grace Park is one of them. She was on Battlestar Galactica, and then another girl who I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, but I was like, "Wow, I was not I." Like, I knew about Allison Mack and Kristen Krug, but I didn't know that it kind of expanded out before then. Uh, it's a really fucked up story, and it's pretty crazy. I think they just announced that they're doing another season of The Vow. Yeah. So I don't really know how that is going to work, because I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> um, but it's super, super interesting if you're at all interested in how, like, just what modern day cults look like. And I think it's so, it's weird that it's structured like some hybrid of, like, all those people from high school that are selling like essential oils and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but then also like you can kind of see the threads of like where they've pulled structure stuff from uh, like Scientology and stuff too. So it's this weird hybrid kind of Yeah, thing. I mean, I remember when that news first broke, I remember reading about it. It was just like classic cult indoctrination where it started off as like one thing and then slow, slowly low key they're like oh you got to meet our um our grand poobah organizer and he was like i'm gonna brand you now you're my sex slave and people are like what yeah that's how it goes it just, yeah. sounds, it just sounds yeah. crazy that people are it, it's a cautionary tale it's that mm-hmm. stuff can draw you in you got to be really careful uh yeah. what you follow and then when people ask you for money like you know uh you got to just be very aware 
very aware. Like, are is this a sex cult? And to just answer that question, kind of funny is not. Go over to patreon.com. We're not a sex cult. We are not a sex cult. That is that is definitely something we're not. We will be cash cows. Though, I don't, you, Kevin. <laughs> I don't um, like how much you're saying that. Just so you know, makes me uncomfortable. Well, you think that it makes uh, me I, feel I like you, you too much. Yeah, exactly. Like what? Are, yeah. Like why did K- KFAF get canceled? Really, you know, Kevin, what I mean? you would know if we were a sex cult <laughs> because I would be hitting you up every week for giant gallons of lube. I'd be like, Kevin, get on the Amazon again and have the lube shipped and make sure the bottle doesn't leak this time because I slipped all the way down my stairs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's Kevin, what have you been Also, like, I've, uh, I've also watched like the first half of this show. I, mm. it's, it's very interesting, and it does, I feel like, a good job showing you how this dude gets into people's minds and like what, he, he, like, mm-hmm. what his plan is. But then it also it's just way too long where it's like there is so much filler <clears throat> in this. And like the way this is set up is just you can – I don't know. You really get the feeling that like they're really trying to stretch it out, and like halfway through, I was like, "Up, oh. Joey yeah, didn't have to." Yeah, it happens every every time. Every jo- uh, time. Uh, this show didn't have to go for as long as it did. Oh, now it's just me. I, I don't, and this is the thing. I, I don't like that. Right? I yeah. felt the same way There's... with um, uh, what was the one about the tigers? Shit. Uh, Tiger King. Yeah, yeah, Tiger King. I felt I was like Tiger King does not need to be eight episodes long. I think we we could have summed this up in a two parter. Um, I felt the same way. There was a Gary Shandling documentary that Jed Apatow did for HBO, and I was like, why is this so long? I love yeah. Gary Shandling. This is no disrespect to him, but like Robin Williams' documentary was two hours long. That's acceptable. That is a good amount of time to show a man's life and the career and what they struggled with and what they succeeded with. You don't need to make it any longer than that. For the sex cult, I mean, I, I kind of, I could tell you how this whole thing went without even seeing it. So just show me, give me the top level bullet points of it. And then let me be like, thank God I'm not in a sex cult. And then just reaffirm one more time. Kind of funny, not a sex cult. Um, I, can't I think don't fuck with cats did it really well where it's three episodes that are like between an hour and hour and a half, I think where it's like, Cool. I, three episodes is great, even if they're a little bit longer than an hour. We have uh, some breaking news here from the chat. Uh, let's see. You verify this you comes verify from it? Collider. Yeah, I'm over on Collider right now. Exclusive. Exclusive. Zack Snyder's Justice League reshoots adds Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke. Joe Manganiello will provide. Well, I can never say his last name. Will revise his role as Deathstroke. Excuse me. Reprise Manganiello. his role as Deathstroke for. Zack Snyder's Justice League Collider has exclusively learned earlier this week. The Hollywood Reporter uh, reported that reshoots are currently underway with Ben Affleck, Ray Fisher, and Amber Heard back as Batman, Cyborg, and Mira, and Jared Leto slated to return as the Joker. Uh, I guess that is okay. Mango's I feel like this yeah, is a different, very I, different movie happening, but like, all right. It's definitely going to be fucking bananas. And if you are, if you are diehard Zack Snyder, uh, Snyder, hashtag Snyder Cut, like supporter strap in for the ride guys you gotta have to get your pencils out because this <clears> is gonna be four hours of gonzo filmmaking <laughs> i hope so but hey i i, I mean how could it not be uh, like <laughs> i don't, know, I don't man. know we'll see we'll see what happens that it's gonna be hilarious too because it's gonna be like uh i think there was i think it was superman 2 i think it was superman uh superman the dick donner superman 2 mm-hmm. where they did a bunch of reshoots on that because Richard Donner got kicked off a project yeah. and the director wanted he needed to direct at least 50 percent of the movie right. to actually get credit for it. And so he he made them just do these needless reshoots. But like Christopher Reeves is so much smaller 
in them than he was prior. So it'll be interesting to see if they, if that, if there's a physical difference in the look of the actors from scene to scene, mm. um, yeah, or if they just say, yeah. I hope there or is that it's too, super but. dramatic. You know what I mean? Like I can go either way, either be as close to like <laughs> screen ready as they need to be. Hopefully they have enough time right. to bulk up or be just tiny. Look like a normal person and just cut yeah, between just like neat. super buff to like, it's just you know, small. Normal. Yeah. Let's just pad out Average. the. Let's just pad out the costumes more. Yeah. Uh, all right. Going back to what we watched, uh, I watched a couple things. I'll quickly go through them, and then we can talk about Good Time, which we were supposed to talk about about four weeks ago, but uh, we had some uh, interrupts because of the boys. We wanted to talk about that. So uh, one of the things I watched. Uh, interrupt. Yeah. Like uh, one of the things I watched recently, actually, I'm on this like weird kind of fun Halloween horror kick. Uh, thanks largely to our Conjuring series. Is I watched Thirty Days of Night on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen this, this is this is a fun vampire story uh, based on a graphic novel uh, that stars Josh Hartnett and uh, some other notable actors whose names I don't know, but you've seen them and you were like, I know that dude. Um, Shout out to Josh Hartnett. Have you guys seen Thirty Days of Night at all? I have, I have not but not it. in a very long time. Kevin, I think you'd I think you'd like it. It's the, here's like the here's too. the premise of it. It's 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 it all takes place in a place called Barrow, Alaska, where once a year there are thirty days of night. So it's one of those areas where they just get thirty days. So similar to that uh, uh, the Al Pacino movie we watched, where it was always daytime. Me. This is the opposite of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, I, I think in reality, Barrow gets like sixty-seven days of night, which is crazy to think about. But the idea is they get thirty days of night and. This one year, a group of vampires is is basically um, grooming the town to for the takeover, and then on that first day, they just uh, just marauder into it and kill everyone. And then Josh Hartnett and a small group of people have to survive for thirty days. It's pretty cool. That sounds very very upsetting. You know what I mean? It's, hor- <laughs> it's very, very like very just the premise of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna find out where this is. Where did you Where did you watch it? It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, huh? if if you have Prime, it's a it's a Prime movie right <clears> now. So- watch that for free um, i remember liking it when i first watched it and i was like oh maybe this will hold up and uh it did it's fun it's it's very much a graphic novel movie though so it's not trying to be grounded in any sort of reality at, at moments they're like okay we just have to hunker down for a second and then it and then the next day it goes day seven i'm like for seven days <laughs> they lasted seven <laughs> days okay but now, uh but it's it's cool to see do you have any interest in the sequel 30 days of no. night dark days is the no. sequel's called. This is very much in the same vein as my other favorite vampire Halloween movie, The Lost Boys, which I plan to watch this month. Uh, the Joel movie. Schumacher classic. There's like two more of those. I'm like, I don't know. There's there's only one classic Lost Boys. There's only one classic 30 Days a Night. And there's only one classic Joe Dirt. I don't want sequels for any of these amazing movies. Now, did you watch Just the, gave the, me the Joe originals. Dirt sequel? I did. Was it as bad as we think it was? I, I laughed a lot. Really? It was terrible. Should I watch yeah. it? No. Do they no. take a story in a, in a cool way, or do it's they shot? Do I feel like it's shot on like a Canon C100 Mark One. I. I love that camera. <laughs> it's a good camera. Um, let's go through one more round of what we've been watching, guys, and, then we'll, go, and we'll talk about right, good times. Joey, what else have you been watching? I am happy to announce right. that I have done something that I've been talking about for a long time. I finally watched Atlanta. Oh, how is it? It's really good. Yeah. Holy cow. Um, yeah, so did I didn't Donald Glover leave community it. for that, or he did he just leave community know. to do it? chat? Let me no, know I why. Think, didn't what, he leave community to go rap? Like I, I think, think he, he was always doing that because they make Childish Gambino jokes in community. Yeah, but I think like Childish Gambino was starting to get big there, but I don't remember hundred <clears> percent. <throat> I don't know. Anyways, it's really good. 
Um, it, I think FX is kind of for me now that I'm watching more and more stuff turning into like the A24 of mm-hmm. TV kind of stuff. Yeah. Cause between this, between Dave, Dave, uh, you're the worst. Like, like the last three things I've watched from FX are just knock it out of the park. Um, it's really good. There are a few episodes towards like the back half of season two where they do individual like character episodes um, on each of the main characters. And <laughs> they span a wide range of things that they do. And they're all fucking incredible. Uh, so I'm very happy. Tim and Gia also watched them all. Like we knocked it because there's only 21 episodes total. And most Whoa. of them are 30 minutes. Wait, there's so four it's like seasons pretty... though, right? No, there's only two. Oh. Oh, Atlanta. Third season is coming out supposedly in the first half of 2021. Got it. It's still ongoing. It's not over yet. Yeah, yeah. So I highly recommend it. I thought it was incredible. Had no idea. I tweeted out the first night we were watching. No idea that that's where people like had found Lakeith Stanfield and Zazie Beats. And I was mm. like, why didn't anybody tell me they were in there? But I just had no idea that that's kind of where everybody found them. That's it. That's um, that's so yeah, it's discovery. a great cast. Uh, yeah. The life specter in the chat says Fargo and Archer as well. Don't forget about those two uh, franchises. They're on my list. Like well, so good. Sorry, Archer's Archer. not on my list. Fargo no. is on my list. Shut, Joey, Joey, do your life the right way. Watch I've Archer. talked about this. I don't like adult animated things. That's just not and my vibe. Just, but this is like super adult. I know. And the more adult it gets, arguably, the less I like it. Mm. But it's like, it's, but it's Aisha Tyler. We got to You got to I do support. love Aisha Tyler. And it's it's such a great cast, and it's like half the cast of Arrested Development. It's so good. It's very good, Joey. Uh, can I go? Yeah. You, you skipped me last round. Did I? Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, because you just kind of tacked on to the second half of mine, I think. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the first big thing that I've been watching is Lovecraft Country. I think last time we did this show, Ooh. I was talking about how I watched the first two episodes and the second episode, or no, the third episode kind of was doing a different storyline. I was kind of like, well, you're losing me. Mm-hmm. Well, I Which one's the fu- third one? The third one is the um, haunted house that they all move into. Oh, I like Joe, you watch Lovecraft Country, right? I've watched five episodes, so okay. I still have to finish the last three or four. Yeah, so I'm on the last two episodes, I think, right now. Maybe the last episode. Uh, but I really wish I had kept watching that day because literally in the last, like, five minutes of the that episode – it like all hooks me back in and like kind of shows you there's a little bit more to yeah. it all. And then the subsequent episodes like really hammer that in and like do a really good job of making a cool story utilizing everything that's going on. So I have two more episodes, but I'm enjoying like I'm loving the the like it's really good seventh or eighth episode. Interesting. I guess the seventh one is really just out of nowhere. It just okay. suddenly switches cho- tone and is like based in korea and like it's all subtitles and uh the effects they do on that show are really cool really cool some of the stuff they they like we see a nine tails with demon thing that like mm-hmm. these tails come out and like destroy people and it's it's graphic fun stuff uh kevin did you have a second one since i skipped you last time yeah i do uh, i do um i also watched all of broad city I don't think I... Oh, talked. shit. Oh. Yeah, I do like that. Uh, Tim man, loves that show. It is Next. an excellent show. Uh, I watched... I literally watched one episode over Tim's shoulder on an airplane, and I could barely <laughs> make out what they were saying, and I was laughing. I'm like, this is really fucking funny. It's really, really well done, and, like, the humor is phenomenal. I didn't super like how it ends, but, like, that doesn't matter. 
like it is what five seasons of it, but it goes it goes really fast. I think we did it in like a week, but we were just binging that. Uh, yeah. If, yeah, it's on on Hulu. Yeah, Hulu. Um, mm-hmm. It just it's hilarious. That, that's another show where I watched the first episode and I was like, I don't know if this is for me. This is this little gimmicks that they're doing are weird. And then I watched the second episode and I was like, no, this is for me. And then I was all <laughs> in and, and just sat down and we didn't stop watching until we were done. And there it goes. Um, I'll just quickly mention that I started watching last night because the trailer, the little autoplay thing on Netflix made me laugh out loud. I'm like, you get my watch. And I'm two episodes in now to a show called Champions, which is on Netflix. It's the Mindy Kaling show. Uh, Mindy Kelly produced, I believe, uh, not starring her. She's a guest star, but it's about two brothers who run a gym. It's a silly comedy, sort of lighthearted comedy thing. They run a gym in Brooklyn and one's just a total fuck up and then realizes that he had a kid. Um, he gets introduced, reintroduced to his kid who's 14 years old that he had when he was 18 and just has never been in this kid's life. It's silly. It's fun. If you guys need a lighthearted escape from something, I recommend it. It's only one season, so I have to imagine it didn't get picked back up because it's from 2018. Um, mm. But. I was like, oh, this is fine. And Mindy Kaling is just hilarious to watch. And her, I love her writing style, which is just, it's like, it, it's seemingly lighthearted, but has a bite to it, which I always think is pretty, pretty funny. Um, uh, wait, okay, real quick. Okay. I just pulled yeah. up the, uh, uh, like, I Googled it, right? And I pulled yeah. up the image. And it's like, this looks like one of the most generic TV shows it is. ever. It is. <laughs> so, so, okay, just real quick. The guy on the right is, I forget his name, but he's he's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, Andre something or other. The guy he on the plays the fuck not up. Ryan Reynolds. No, but the guy on the right plays the fucked up brother, the older brother who owns the gym and is like just always shirks his responsibilities. The guy on the left is like this unbelievably lovely, positive. It's his brother and it's his uncle. The kid is obviously the guy, the checkered guy's uh, kid, estranged child who loves the uncle and hates his his dad, and then keeps constantly wishing the uncle was his dad, and then starts mm-hmm. acting like it is. It's it's silly and it's very endearing, and I think Fortune Femster is in it as well. Um, who's a comic if you're familiar with her work she's awesome um, but the end of season it, one isn't that like he finds out that the other one's actually his dad no they know for sure it's not it's introduced to you that they were like Mindy Kaling and him like were high school sweethearts and like banged once under a pier and then the kid and then he had a kid she had a kid it's like the oh. very 20 like 10 minutes into the first episode hmm. anyway it's silly it's fun I'll probably watch the rest of it and gush over it and I'm sure I'm about four years late to that party uh all right let's segue over to a movie that fucking blew me away oh, one of the night. guys his brother yeah. was a speechwriter for obama and does this podcast called pot save america oh That's cool. really good uh, let's say go over to good time uh what do you guys <laughs> think of this movie man the safety brothers do some fucked up shit Fuck. first off <laughs> I know that you had said before when we talked about uncut gems, Joe, I believe you were like, Hey, you got someone, someone brought up this movie and said, if you guys like that, you really should watch good time. And I remember being like, I know I'm good. I saw, I looked over and you know, I've been staunchly against Robert R. Pats for a while until I, I saw him in the lost city of Z and I was like, eh, all right, maybe he's got acting chops. Holy shit. He blew me away in this movie. And in chat, a lot of you guys uh, in the comments and in chat were telling me, hey, you really should, especially when the Batman news broke that he was going to be in in Matt Reeves' Batman, you were like, you should really watch Good Time because he's great in that. And I was like, he was in the sparkly vampire movie, okay? And I don't let things go that easily. I'm an old person and and I don't like change. And they wisely said, so was uh, Anna Kendrick. And we were like, oh, maybe we should give it a shot. Yeah, that is, that's always the touche. Yeah. That's always the touche. Um, but I will say this from the get go. This movie is 
it just blew me away. It's very much, if you've seen Uncut Gems and you haven't seen this, it's the exact same style where the whole thing seems like a nightmarish dream that just never stops. Their use of time where you get lost for a second and then come back into it is just unbelievably well-crafted. The movie shot wonderfully. It feels oddly real and surreal at the same time. And I got to yeah. give it to, I think, I forget, I think it's Benny Safdie is, it plays the brother in this. One of the Safdie brothers is one of the leads. Yeah, He's I think it's Benny. really good. And He's Robert Pattinson, the whole cast is phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's another, I didn't feel as stressed out watching this as I did Uncut Gems. And I think it also has to do with the fact that it, none of us saw this in theaters. And I think that really builds a lot of the tension for Uncut Gems. But this one is, it, there's something about the style or like the pacing of it that like you just feel like maximum anxiety about all of these things that are happening and the way that the characters are handling them that I think is I haven't felt about a movie or like a director series I don't know like it's they seem to have a talent to do that like a lot of other people can't and it's it's something that's so unique because it's it's very much like um, how Denny Villeneuve builds tension, right? That is such a unique thing to him where I'm like, I don't think any other filmmaker could have made um, – um, now I'm, I forget what the movie was where he talks about the uh, uh, Day of the Soledad. What's – crap. The Emily Blunt movie with Josh Brolin where, they, where it was about like uh, Mexican drug lords and stuff like oh, that. Oh, uh, uh, what's uh, it Sicario. called? Sicario. So, so like when you watch Sicario, that movie is that slow, tense build. The Safdie brothers do something very similar to that, but instead of it being slow and tense, <laughs> it is 150 uh -huh. fucking miles per hour yeah. from the get-go. And then you get one moment of release where you kind of catch up to it and you're like, what is happening? And you see it in the character's eyes. We're like, well, you're just digging yourself more and more. And then it's, we're off. We're off into the freaking adventure land and we're taking – it's acid and all sorts of shit's happening. And it's just, it's just such – like you just don't see filmmaking like this anymore because it very much is just about that experience of being with this character for that one night and and watching him do what he th thinks is right but do it so wrong like do the wrong things for what he believes is the right reason right. which is like it's it's def it's so hard to strike that balance of having a character that's that despicable mm -hmm. but you also want to be with and see succeed you want to see him come out and be like find a way out of this but you know it ain't going to happen and like, I shout out to Robert Pattinson, man. I was totally wrong. He fucking <clears> blew me away. With I mean, he nailed the accent, nailed the vibe. The dude's an like a one of the best actors in my opinion right now working from this movie. Yeah. Yeah, He's I mean, he really phenomenal. good. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize uh, they I, also had done uh, uncut gems. But yeah, like, watch yeah. it again. You'll see the exact no, same style. I, very close. When you said that, I was like, oh yeah, it does feel like that. And then I was yeah. like, wait, but who did Uncut Gems? And then I was like, oh, there we go. Yeah, uh, it, that makes me want to watch their other movies because it looks like they have several other. I don't think they have four. that many. So evidently, I mean, I was reading some trivia on IMDb about this. Robert Pattinson saw a poster they did for one of their movies and was so intrigued by it. He reached out to them and said, hey, I'd love to work with you guys. And so they basically just like wrote this script and wrote the, I shouldn't say script because a lot of it was like on location improvised. And they did a lot of shooting apparently just on streets without with I don't know if they had permits or not, but they basically just like we're not gonna tell him what we're shooting. You're just gonna go in there and we're gonna shoot the scene. And like so like when he's running through the mall, like like does all sorts of crazy shit. Um, evidently that was just they were like, hey, you're you're on this. We're just gonna go out on the street and do this shit. Um, it feels it very like really gorilla. Mm -hmm. It's very gorilla. It's very indie, but it's also <clears throat> man their use of lighting 
where there's just these just these harsh neon lights is so beautifully and like so god awfully beautiful that <laughs> I just I kind of want to watch this movie again and just study it because it's it's very it it, it blew me away. Yeah, I was it's not fun to yeah. watch, you know. <laughs> no, no, I'll never watch yeah. it again. Similar to how I'll never watch Uncut Gems again. I want to, but I just I don't have. I'm not a real film critic, so well, I'm not yeah. going to do that. That so that's what I was going to say. I was like, I really want to watch these other movies just because I've liked these two movies so much. But I don't know that I want to put myself through such a negative, like, who knows if the other ones are as dark. But, like, I don't yeah. know if I want to do that to myself, you know? Yeah. They're, I mean, they're going to be. I, I doubt that you're going to turn a corner with the Safdie brothers where their well, first film was a lighthearted rom-com. <laughs> yeah, Daddy Longlegs, one of their first movies, the second movie they did, is a comedy. Huh. So. <sighs> okay. Well, maybe we should do a Safdie Brothers in review. One I have a feeling that what they think of as a comedy, maybe it's not. I mean, just looking at the comedy. image from the like the the just watch page that, that has it like clipped out, it makes me look like maybe the tone is not as comedic as you look. It looks it's like clearly about a family, not. and yeah. something sad's gonna happen. Clearly, something traumatic happened with both the Safdie Brothers <laughs> and Ari Aster, and maybe they just need a hug. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's just what they. Need. Um, important to note, there is no S for people in the chat. It's good time, not good times. Good times was a sitcom in the 70s that did not <laughs> star Robert different. Pattinson. In fact, very to the best different. of my knowledge, he was not alive back then. And it's a very different show. Good time. And I, I actually even looked up. I was like, what does that even mean? And apparently it's a prison term where you get out, you get let out early for like oh, for yeah. good behavior. They call it good time. I got good time left. And then when you get out, you go out and you have a crazy good time, like party, like the one of the characters in it. Anyway, fascinating. I highly recommend this. I'm going to put this yeah. out at good, good, the solid, good, good. Dude, I agree. The uh, the the Safety brother was in this. He was so good. He was great. Where it's like Even I'm shocked. Last... Yeah, I'm shocked yeah. right now that like that wasn't someone with some sort of like disorder, or just like <laughs> someone that came straight out of Juilliard who yeah. has been studying yeah. acting since birth. I mean, he was he fucking nailed it. The whole movie is. Go out, go watch you guys. I don't want to spoil any more for uh, you. But, yes, um, a good good for me too. That's a- Joey, I agree. I will say that like I think after seeing stuff like Peanut Butter Falcon and stuff that like they could have also used this to cast somebody that um stuff like that actually had is- a disability. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's but, true. That's fair. That's fair. They, but they uh, but never, I mean I think the movie never... was less about that and, yeah. and more about Totally. Cause yeah, it, I think more about the characters like despicable means and, and his justifying the things that he has to do for because I mean the movie the way the movie starts you're like oh like and this is well it's kind of a spoiler but I'll say it anyway I mean the the, the movie starting with the brother who um, has a has a mental disability um, in therapy and then having him being ripped out of it by the Robert Pattinson character is all you need to know about this yeah. and I think that's just yeah. that's very thematically uh, like relevant to where that character is this entire movie where he's doing yeah. all these things for his brother but is he really yeah because he could have just yeah. left his brother where he found him in that yeah moment is what he thinks better is better for his brother actually better for his brother exactly right. or is he just doing that's it selfishly because of his own problems and his right. own anyway but I, I think also... that it's I think he did such a good job of like in the moment being able to con people where you're like, oh, he's kind of charming and he has yeah. that good way yeah. of getting into people's lives. And you're like, maybe he's a good, no, he's a bad guy. No, he's yeah. a bad guy. Uh, I was just going to say also that I, I felt like there were certain things they said that kind of implied the brother's thing was more trauma than, uh, than maybe born that way. 
I, I don't remember, but it's possible. Either. But anyway, either way, uh, definitely go check that out, ladies and gentlemen. And if you liked it very much, please write into the show. Uh, go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. And if you back us at the five buck or more tier, you can write into the show and let us know what you thought of Good Time or recommend some other fun things that we can watch uh, throughout the uh, the show or excuse me, throughout the weeks so that we can talk about them on the show. Uh, let's see. Uh, I would like to recommend Love and Monsters starring Dylan O'Brien, uh, a funny apocalypse adventure tale with a whole lot of charm and a cute dog and uh, in uh, Michael Rooker and How Could You Go Wrong with Michael Rooker says Josh Taylor, uh, one of the people that wrote in for the show. He recommends that. Uh, and then uh, let's see. Grayling Thibodeau. It's a cool name has written in and says, Nick, I hope you got to finish. Uh, you got to the finish line of community. It's self-awareness is what makes it so great. And the cast uh, chemistry is uh, chef's kiss. Also, did you know that Abed actually did make an appearance in Cougar Town? And then he gave us the link for that, which I watched before the show. And I'm blown away. They let him do that scene because <laughs> that has to be so confusing for the Cougar Town audience to just have a random person in the background freak out and then run out. But shout out to the producers for that, for, for being a part of the joke. I did, in fact, finish Community, and it was great. Kevin, if you haven't finished it yet, I think you should get to the end of it because it is a show that is this. It takes the self-awareness to a, a whole nother level in the final episode. And it's very, very, very heartfelt, very well done. And it, it had a good impact on me. I was like, this show's this show's now in the pantheon of great like comedic shows hmm. in my life. For I, sure. I can't believe the <laughs> They have Abed in it's Cougar Town. Ridiculous. I'm watching it right now. Like it starts off, it starts off <laughs> where it, he's just in the background, and then just wait till the end because he no, I'm seeing freaks it. I'm out seeing, and I'm runs out. End. And it's like, what is that? That's so weird. That's funny. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, if you want to see uh, the rest of the movies that we have uh, reviewed on the Nick List, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash the Nick List and see the full list of movies and where we ranked them out of the patented three finger scale, uh, which is, of course, good, good, uh, good, bad, and then bad, bad. Uh, it is a, it's a scientific scale that's backed by one out of 10 scientists thinks that we're crazy. Uh, so the, the three finger scale is where you want to be. Of course, if you're watching this and you're like, I already back you on Patreon. I already, I already subscribed to your channel. What more could I possibly do for you? Leave a comment in the comments below this video, and we'll run in there, and we'll, we'll goof around a little bit. Uh, we'll be back next week, and I think we have a special episode next week. Let me look. We do. Because I believe we are starting. We are. We are going to be uh, doing this show exactly like we do it, but instead of the What We Watch segment, for next week, we are going to start the Mandalorian in review uh, Mandalorian season two drops. So we're going to be doing episode one next Friday, uh, roughly around 11 a.m. here live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. And of course, if you can't watch live. It'll be posted to YouTube a little bit later that day. I'm excited to see what they do with the second season of this. I had some criticisms of the first season yeah, and was I was bad. like, they need, they need to get into a little bit more of a deeper story to keep my, uh, to keep my attention. We'll see if John Favreau got all my fan mail letters. <laughs> Until next week, Wait, uh, Kevin. Thank I you. I want to pull up yeah, the poster. Up? Look at how cool this movie looks. Love, love and monsters. Well, shit. What That's is a it cool? I like poster. that the description said something about the monster apocalypse. I was like, yeah, what's that? there's a lot of monsters. That sounds fun. Look at this thing. And what's going on there? I mean, should we try to watch this for next week? I might try to watch it. No one's making you though. You know what I mean? Joey, what do you think? I'm in. If you put. Well, I'm not going to be on because I Mandalorian is not my jam. Not your jam? I don't think. All right. Well, maybe we'll just watch no, this. No, I never finished season one. It. Yeah, it's because it sucks. Well, 
Here's what happens. There's a lightsaber. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the next week he's Joey. He's not joking. About, That's one of the to things. Talk more about the Mandalorian. Uh, until then, we'll see you online. Bye.